Hello and welcome to my show, Could You Be More Specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele, coming to you by the way of the Stay Woke Podcast. And on this episode of uh, Could You Be More Specific, uh, I want to title it uh, Rise Above It. And I want to talk about, you know, the unfortunate passing of uh, Aretha Franklin this past week. And I also want to touch on Nicki Minaj and just some of the things that have been going on with her, uh, with her album release and some of the issues that's been uh, revolving around her. But I want to get started on Aretha. And obviously it was very, you know, unfortunate. I know we've been hearing in the news, especially over the years. I know health has been very challenging for her over these last uh, couple of years. So I know initially, I think for a lot of people, when they heard that she was really, really ill at the time, did seem like, you know, things weren't looking too good. But, you know, people are still hopeful that, you know, she'll be able to pull through. So when she unfortunately um, passed away, I think, you know, a lot of us were collectively, you know, really sad about it just because, She's much bigger than just, you know, I know they call her the queen of soul, but just what she meant just for people in general, especially our people, just to say she's, a, you know, an icon kind of just puts it mildly on what Aretha Franklin truly was and, and the kind of businesswoman she was and just all the other artists that came after her in the bar she set, whether it's Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey. You know, even if you were in her genre or not in her genre, you know, whether it's Patti LaBelle, Gladys Knight, Shaka Khan, like everyone pretty much were, was behind, you know, what Aretha Franklin was and all the music she's done and the legacy that she's leaving. So I know, you know, it was a, it was a really good positive, I think, outpouring of love toward her. It's just, it's so sad because you're just thinking about her family and um, what's going to be happening, I guess, you know, moving on from here with there, because I'm pretty sure that, you know, pretty soon you'll probably see a lot of repackaging of her music. You're going to probably have, a, you know, a lot of people trying to release songs that she's probably recorded. But just beyond that, just thinking about, you know, where she started, all all the work that she's done. Uh, you know, it's kind of it's, it's just it's a really sad thing to talk about. So and I know she lived, you know, overall a, a long life and and what a lifetime she had for sure. But it was, it's kind of interesting too, because I know, um, Jim Carrey, you know, did a painting portrait of her. Uh, I know the response that, you know, president Trump had about her was kind of like, I guess for him, he was being nice, but like when I heard people kind of being surprised about what he said, I'm like, it, that wasn't really shocking, you know, even down to, you know, the whole Fox news thing, you know, showing Aretha with a Patty LaBelle photo was, that's not surprising either, and a lot of that was probably done intentionally, so that's not really shocking that they do that. I mean, a lot of these people know what they're what they're doing, but I think overall, if you want to kind of keep it on on a good note, you know, I think the outpouring for Aretha was great, and um, I've been watching some interview clippings uh, of her, and I know uh, one thing on one of the uh, shows I watched when they brought Aretha up is that she's one of the only handful of artists that you know right off the top of your head who she is the moment you hear her voice. And like between her, probably James Brown and Stevie Wonder, those are probably my, especially those are probably my three that when you hear their voices, you immediately know who they are. Those three definitely, you know, um, stand out. And that's not to say that there aren't other artists, but when I saw this list that was talking about that, I'm like, that does kind of make sense because from an iconic standpoint, they all kind of make sense, especially for the time and eras that they're in. And then they were all three were distinct. 
in their own way. So that was something that I really, you know, enjoyed a lot. I, I know they've been showing Blues Brothers with her. And I know everybody always talks about that scene that she had with John Belushi. I got to watch that movie again. It's been a long time since I've seen Blues Brothers. But just thinking about all the music she's made and just... It's been used in so many films. It's like you'll probably be surprised on how many Aretha Franklin songs over the time of her career has been used for tra- for trailers of movies, for soundtracks. It's just she's leaving behind a great, incredible catalog of uh, music. And then just also what she stood for. She did a lot for civil rights. And then she's also, you know, just the way she's kind of advanced, the way a lot of black women have been viewed from a business uh, standpoint. It's been pretty much well known that Aretha was a very no-nonsense personality. She was about her business and she was very straight up. So yeah, again, it's a very much a sad, a sad time to be discussing it. And I've been thinking about her a lot throughout this week. I've been listening to a lot of her songs. And so, you know, I, those are just some of the things I wanted to kind of touch on with her. Um, I'm a transition from Aretha into Nicki Minaj. And I know for her, she's had a really interesting week because I know it's her album release She's had a lot of um, exchanges on Twitter between, you know, Safari and I think, you know, this DJ self and, you know, just people in general. And when I was watching some of her interview circuits, I know she has an interview with uh, Funk Flex that's like out right now. And it's like an hour, 20 minutes. And it's I kind of I may watch that interview. I might not. It's just it's it's like when you kind of know what someone's going to say and it kind of comes across as like a promo thing. It's like, you know. It's like, you know, whether people like Jay-Z or not, like when he does an interview, and he's going to talk. You're like, wow, well, let me listen to what he's going to say, because he's now put himself in that kind of space. But um, with Nicki Minaj, just some of the, the the clippings you've been seeing of her and some of the exchanges she's been having with people. It's like you kind of forget, like with the success she's had, a lot of stuff she's doing, like she should really be kind of ahead of it at this point. Like, I don't under understand why she's, you know, feeling this way. And I just, I remember interviews with her years ago when she was first starting out. And seeing what she's going on, uh, going through with this Cardi B situation is completely different from how when she first came out, the way she felt about the treatment she was getting and the support from Lil' Kim. And it's almost like a night and day difference. And usually really secure people are really happy to bring you into full and to help mentor you in any way possible. Not necessarily to be friends, but you can just extend a, you know, an olive branch of support and ear to have while you're trying to navigate what field you're in. And I know Nikki felt like she didn't have that kind of support from Lil' Kim starting out. And I know it's been kind of continues to, it stays with her with, with Cardi B. Because Cardi B is the, you know, the hot thing right now. And she should be. And that's the thing, too, with fame and success. Like, she's going on, what, about 10 years now of being incredibly successful. And, and that's, you know, impressive in itself that she's been able to do that. But some of the exchanges that she's had with, you know, Safari and the stories, like, I will say one thing I, I, I did know is on The Breakfast Club that has been kind of glossed over is, like, when you hear someone say, like, hey, I got stabbed and I had to pretend like I tried to kill myself to protect you like wait a minute that's a serious thing you know if the shoe were on the other foot we'll probably be like well, wait a minute like we can't gloss over that so wait a minute there's an element of your past relationship where you've shown physical violence 
and that's not discussed or talked about. And, and I know Safari, you know, context is everything. So a lot of people are looking at the prism of, well, you know, he's on a reality show. We don't take him that seriously. And maybe he's just making that up. And if that's the case, I mean, you never know. But that's something that you should be asked about. That, that should be a pressing question. Now, the whole, I think one of the accusations she leveled against him was, uh, I guess, about paying for prostitutes, which I think that was mentioned as a reason as to why they had that physical confrontation, which, honestly, that's a very serious thing, you know, for anyone if you're in a relationship with someone and they're stepping outside your relationship and, you know, one is, are they doing that? And they're one, they shouldn't be doing that if, if they're saying that they're in a relationship with you. And two, is it protected what they're doing in your in your you know, putting her in grave danger by doing that. So that's a very upsetting and disturbing thing, especially for her as a woman that, you know, her body is potentially on the line with the behavior of her partner. So that's a very serious thing. But that's not something that should be glossed over from a physical violence standpoint. But just all in all, if you just kind of keep it to her musically, I've heard some songs, some of the songs have been pretty good overall. It's just, I think... The whole multiple character thing that Nicki Minaj was initially under, it's kind of, at this point, kind of, um, kind of you know, died out a bit. But that happens a lot from a personality standpoint with artists, and that's when you kind of got to go through the whole reinventing yourself. Now, I know I've seen some reviews on her where they said her album is more so reflective than past effort, so that that's actually interesting to uh, to hear. Just overall, personally, I know she probably, you know, feels like she's, you know, attacked a lot. But for the level of fame that she has, that just kind of comes with the territory. And I know um, she pretty much kind of made that, you know, claim when uh, the Hot 97 uh, exchange that I guess she had with uh, Ebro and talking about Cardi B. And, you know, when I remember I heard that clip played on Breakfast Club. And Charlamagne was saying it was lies because, you know, it's been known or it's been reported multiple times that if you don't support Nikki's music or um, if you say that you weren't uh, responding to it in a certain way, she will have either herself personally do it or more often than not, people from her camp question you and, and whether or not you're showing her the proper respect and love for the work that she's putting out. So when I heard that comment, I was thinking that that was a little bit surprising because it's like if you're not even known for taking criticism well, then it's kind of hard to then, you know, suggest someone else handle it. So that's something that I kind of, when I heard that, I was like a little bit surprised that she would, she would go there. And I know a lot of people are talking about her album's not doing so well. And, and I guess, you know, between physical sales and digital, it, it, it kind of is, to me, that's besides the point. It's more so what's the temperature and the climate of people that are surrounding her in terms of uh, her, her musically. And is she's more so antics versus, you know, the actual body of work that she's putting out. And she's put out, you know, really good material over a number of years. So that's something that, you know, you, you definitely can't dismiss with her at all. You know, um, the run she's had at the, the level she's had is more su- successful than I think any female, especially any female MC in history. And. And her resume goes toe-to-toe with anybody in terms of over this type of a period, you know, of it being incredibly successful. Drake is just on another planet of success right now. I mean, it's not even, not even close. 
if you're talking about like his his reach. But for Nikki and the work that she's done, she should feel incredibly proud of it. Overall, it would be kind of nice to see her kind of, you know, not being involved in as many spats that she has with people. Just because it's not really worth it in the end. And you want to mostly be known for your work and not, and not you know, sideshow antics a lot. So so those are some of the things I wanted to just talk about with, with Nikki. I'm pretty sure there's going to be already more things unfolding in the future with her uh, musically that I know uh, I'll definitely be keeping my eye out on. I want to thank everyone that continues to listen to this pod and support us. I want to thank D. Definitely support us. Like, share, follow, become a patron. Looking forward to doing more of these in the future. I know we got a couple more uh, things that we're kind of kicking around idea-wise that we want to do. So definitely be on the look for that. Again, my name is Jonathan Steele. I'm your host of Could You Be More Specific. Continue to follow the Stay Well podcast. I'm looking forward to doing more of these in the future. And you guys definitely stay safe.